Hey everyone, Dean Kloberi here with this week's uh, recording of my weekly video live stream. And uh, for those of you who want to tune in live, uh, I broadcast live from Facebook, from my Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. So if you visit my personal website, and I'll put the link in the description below, uh, it's www.deanclawira.com, and just select the link for either my Facebook page or my LinkedIn. Make sure you follow me. And uh, again, every week live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time Zone. Uh, I go live, I speak about a job search topic, then I open up the floor for live uh, uh, questions and answers, uh, live Q&A, and it's really great, really interactive, uh, it's a good opportunity for you to network with other people in my network as well, and uh, what I discussed this week was the topic of uh, role-playing, the importance of role-playing for job seekers in the job search, role-playing, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's a, it's a well-known or uh, frequently used, um, I guess, way of practicing and rehearsing in the sales industry and, and sales-focused organizations. Uh, and in any case, I, I do describe it in more detail what exactly role-playing is in this episode. So I go over that. And then uh, next thing I speak about is keeping track of the various rejections, stalls, objections that you receive as a job seeker. So keeping track of these so you can actually practice and role-play how you're going to respond to those. And finally, I speak about a very important point, and that is uh, the, re the rejections and objections and the stalls you receive over the course of your job search, folks. Do not assume that, that whatever reason they give they meaning the recruiter or the hiring manager or whoever it is you're in touch with whatever reason they give do not assume it's the actual reason for why they don't want to proceed with you and, and i speak about this in more detail and provide a lot of examples and even some scripts that you can use um, when you come across these situations so in any case without further ado hope everybody enjoys this episode and uh hope you get a lot of information out of it if you're taking notes make sure you got your notebook and you know and your notepad ready and uh, uh be ready to get you down some notes and some information hey how's it going everyone good morning good morning sorry i'm a few minutes late uh let me just get set up over here for this week's live stream hope everybody's doing great i'm gonna give it some time for everyone to start uh tuning in uh just give me a few seconds here folks If you are here, uh, feel free to put a put a comment in. Let me know that uh, that I, that you're able to hear me and see me okay. Now I did not get a notification yet, so let me just make sure everything's set up here. Yeah, looks like I am live. Okay, how's it going, everyone? Uh, sorry about that. There's always a bit of a delay here. Bertha, hey, how's it going? Good morning. Zishan, how's it going? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, thanks, thanks everyone, for tuning in. And I uh, hope everybody's doing well and great. And uh, so what I'm going to be speaking about today is the importance of role-playing as a job seeker. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, maybe another minute or so just so that everyone else can who wants to tune in can tune in. And uh, what I'll be speaking about again is the importance of role playing. It's a thing that it's a it's something that a lot of job seekers are not taking advantage of or is using in their job search. So I definitely wanted to cover that. Um, so I have some more comments coming in here. Matt, Matthew, how's it going? Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Jan, how's it going? 
so folks put in all your comments so actually for today's comments uh now what i want you to do and i will be speaking about this in more detail but what i want you to do is in the comments uh put in the most common uh responses you get during your job search by responses i mean what are the most common rejections objections stalls reasons why they don't want to move ahead with you i want you to put them in the comments right now i'm going to address those and let you know how to respond to those uh over the course of uh, today's live stream and uh the time right now is 11:05 a.m eastern time zone thank you so much for everyone for tuning in if you're tuning into the recorded version thanks so much again for tuning in and feel free to put your questions even if you're watching this after I'm, I'm done with the live stream i'll do my best to respond to any 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 additional comments and questions after after the live stream is done as well uh but in any case and also uh, welcome to everyone from linkedin as well as i'm also broadcasting on my facebook page uh thank you everyone for tuning in and um uh, so let me just uh, i see some comments here as well coming in so i'm just going to quickly go through those uh asma hey how's it going uh, asma i'm doing great hope you're doing great as well asma kia thanks so much for tuning in uh good morning to you as well wasim we'll get back to you all right sounds good wasim uh mark o'sullivan good morning hey mark how's it going thanks so much for tuning in so folks in the comments so what i'm going to be speaking about today is uh this concept called role playing so it's an, and I'm, i'm getting right into the topic right now so hopefully all of you are settled in and you're you're you got your notes uh your notebook ready to take notes so role playing it's it's a role now role playing is a very common practice uh within most sales sales organizations or sales professions right and basically the purpose of role playing is and and as a role as a sales professional or as a recruiter such as myself uh we get into we have a lot of conversations with people right a large amount of contact over a period of time so in these conversations with people that we're either trying to sell to or trying to tell them tell them about an opportunity a job opportunity or maybe it's organizations that we're prospecting into and and we're having these conversations we hear common objections right common objections common stalls common responses as to why the organization or the candidate is not interested in hearing more uh so for example let's say with candidates the most common objections i hear all the time is i'm not interested i'm already employed uh what else um i'm busy right now i can't speak uh send me the job description send me uh, you know more details i'll get back to you uh i'll uh, let me think about it dean I'll, i'll think about it i'll get back to you So these are examples of common objections installed. So this, and these are the most common ones that I hear as a recruiter. So what I do through role playing is I because I know okay, you know, having done so many phone calls with so many candidates and job seekers over the years, these are the most common uh, obje- objections that I receive. So given the fact that I now know what kind of ob- objections I I'm I, I can anticipate receiving, I can now role play and practice how I'm going to respond to these these common objections. and see if i can overcome them and still move ahead with 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 my job and and, and see if i can help this individual uh with a potential job opportunity right and the same thing goes for sales so my point is what you need to be doing folks as a job seeker over the course of your job search you will encounter certain objections and and stalls and reasons why the the you know the the, the organization the recruiter or whoever it is doesn't want to move ahead with you or or continue the conversation or or what whatever reason they have for not not wanting to hire you or move you further along the process so what you need to do as a job seeker is you need to take note of these objections and 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 what what happens is when over the course of your job search you're going to see patterns in terms of the types of feedback you're going to get from recruiters from organizations as to why they don't want to move ahead with you or 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 whatever whatever the reason is right the point here is that, and as and and um The reason why I'm going over this folks is to let you know the importance of role playing. So firstly, 
um, as a job seeker, you can, you know, at this point, if you've been in the job search for a few weeks, maybe for a few months, you probably can see patterns in terms of the types of feedback you're getting from recruiters and organizations and all of that. So first and foremost, folks, what you need to be, what you need to, what you need to be doing if you have not done so already is you need to keep track of all of these, these common uh, responses you're getting. And the reason you want to do that is, look, if you're if you find that you're 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 hearing these common uh, responses, objections and, and, and rejections or whatever it is, then having having knowledge of that, you now know that you can anticipate those in the future. And, and now because of that, you can now anticipate uh, the, the various objections. Right. And I see some con conf, um, some uh, comments coming in. Asma, I'm going to get to your comment uh, shortly, Asma. Uh, so, um, so this allows you again, folks, to prepare for it, right? So, which brings me to the number one uh, purpose of role playing is so that you can anticipate common responses, and 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 you see these patterns in terms of what you're receiving and what you're hearing from the marketplace, from 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 organizations, from recruiters. So, because of that, you can now prepare uh, a good response in in how to overcome these common responses. And uh, the third reason, uh, sorry, and and then another additional reason why the role playing is important is because you're now able to practice. You know, you know. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna be getting these kind of responses. This is how I'm gonna respond to it. And and next, you can now practice how you're gonna respond. Now, why this is important is uh, when you practice it, you can now your the way you you respond to the your responses now will be much more fluid, and it'll be and you'll be able to convey a lot more confidence in how you respond to common objections and, and rejections you're going to receive right so that that's the number that's one of the number one reasons why role playing is important so you can actually practice how you're going to respond to these common common responses you can you're you're anticipating that you're going to hear at some point in, in in your job search and it's going to result in you being able to respond to all those very fluidly and and with confidence now uh tip number and and the second reason why uh, role playing is important is and i already kind of touched on this you need to keep track of your your common objections so how many of you are keeping track of your common of, of the common objections that you receive over the course of your job search put in the comments right now folks have you been keeping track have you been keep, keeping track of the most common objections rejections stalls reasons why they don't want to move ahead with you reasons why uh, or, or, or you know whatever it is like put it in the comments are you keeping track uh, that's something i definitely want all of you to put in the comments i'm very curious to hear about that um, put in a yes or no. Put in yes if you are keeping track of these common rejections, objections, and stalls, and all these things uh, over the course of your job search. Put in the comments right now, folks. Be be frank, be honest. Put it out there. I just want to get an idea of how many of you are actually doing that. If not, feel free to be frank and honest. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash on anyone uh, because look, a lot of people, a lot of job seekers are not doing this whole role playing thing. So put in the comments how many of you are keeping track of actual rejections. Rejection messages, rejection, um, you know, reasons. Uh, maybe maybe the, uh, you're, you keep hearing, I'm, uh, you're overqualified. Maybe you're hearing you're, you're underqualified. You're too junior. junior. Maybe you're hearing, uh, send me your resume, and, and then you never hear back from them again. Other examples, we're not hiring right now. Uh, other example is, uh, we, we need some time to make a decision. Uh, other example would be, um, you know, we need to speak to more candidates before we make a final decision. So these are examples of common rejection messages or stalls or objections you'll receive in your jobs. If you have heard any of those folks or anything similar, put in the comments right now, yes or no. Yes, have you been uh, keeping track of these? Or or even uh, if you've been hearing these or similar kind of kind of uh, rejections, let me know in the comments. And uh, thirdly, third important reason why uh, role-playing is important. And what I want to cover during the course of this conversation is, or during this live stream is 
don't assume folks what they're saying is the actual reason why they don't want to move ahead with you and and by the way that does not make the organizations or the recruiters bad people there's actually reasons why they're they're not giving you the the, the exact reason i'm going to cover that shortly but um the third important point is understand that what they mean uh, like the actual reason for why they don't want to move ahead with you they might not let you know that up front so the reason they tell you do not assume that's the actual reason why or what they're really saying so what i'm going to go over go over in this live stream is i'm going to go over these common objections and then I'm going to tell you what do they actually mean by it, okay? I'm going to let you know what exactly the, the recruiter or the, the hiring manager or whoever it is you're in contact with, what they mean by it. So uh, first thing, with regards to role-playing, first first important point, you know, if you're taking notes, keep track of your common these common rejections, objections, and stalls that you hear. And again, the most common ones, and I covered this in a recent post that I did, but most of the common ones you're going to hear is, we're not hiring right now, right? That could be a, a potential uh, objection or stall or rejection. Uh, number two common one is uh, send me your resume, right? You, you reach out to someone, you reach out to a recruiter, you reach out to a hiring manager. They say, okay, great. All right, send me your resume. And what happens next? You never hear back from them again, right? Uh, the third one is you're overqualified. Another one might be you're underqualified. You're too junior for the position. Uh, another one could be your salary expectations are too high. Your salary is not in, not in the range that we're looking for. Another one might be uh, we'll get back to you with a final decision. You never hear back from them again. Another one could be we have a few more candidates to meet before we we make a final decision. So these so these and other common uh, common uh, responses, folks. You need to keep track of these. You need to take note of these, especially if you keep hearing the same thing over and over again. Now, why do you need to keep track of the, these? Aside from the fact that you can now practice your responses and how you're going to respond, it's also a great way for you to see like what the marketplace, what the job market's feedback is regarding you as a candidate. Because if you keep hearing the same thing over and over again, you know what? the common factor in all the all, all the, these various scenarios where you're hearing the same objection over and over again what's the common factor the common factor is you right so what you need to look at is okay what am i doing that might be causing this response from other people what's what's causing recruiters to immediately say yeah um, you know um, send me your resume or we'll get back to you and then they never get back to you uh, what's causing people to respond to you in a way that they keep saying yeah you're overqualified we, we can't consider you for these roles uh what's what's resulting in people saying you know, yeah, you know what, you're, you're, you have a great skill set and everything, but you know, your salary expectation is too high, uh, but let's keep in touch. Like what's, if you keep hearing certain objections over and over again, folks, you need to, first of all, write it down. Don't, don't get upset. Don't take it personally. First thing you need to do is write it down. Keep track of them. Keep track of the most common objections. And secondly, you, what you need to do is you need to take a look at, okay, what might, might I be doing at my end? That's creating this response consistently in, in the people I'm reaching out to because you need to take responsibility that if the same thing keeps happening to you over and over again, the common factor is you folks. All right. And, and that might be a, an unpleasant reality for some of you, but you need to take responsibility for the fact that the common denominator, the common factor in, in these various organizations responding to you in the same way is you. So uh, this is why another reason why it's important to keep track of these objections. Now, common now now another uh, factor that I, I wanted to uh, stress out on, and and I, and I see some of the comments here. Uh, so let me just quickly go over some of the comments here, uh, folks. Uh, so Asma has a great question. So Asma, I'm going to get to your question uh, shortly. Uh, Mina, hey, how's it going? Thanks so much for tuning in, Mina. Sneha, thanks for tuning in, Janavi. Uh, another great question. I'm going to get to the questions uh, shortly, folks. Uh, Matthew, uh, okay, great. So Matthew says uh, he usually gets the oh, I'm overqualified uh, objection. Uh, Sweta, thanks for tuning in. Um, and Sweta has a good comment. I'm going to go over these comments uh, shortly, folks. 
Uh, so uh, the next, so the next thing, so so step number one, simply keep track of these objections. Keep track of what what you're hearing from 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 the job market, from recruiters, from hiring managers, and all of that. Now, second thing you need to keep in mind, folks, is uh, uh, firstly, um, you know, what are the most common ones, right? And then secondly, what are they really saying? Like, what, what do they really, when they say we're not hiring that right now, do they really mean that when they're saying you're overqualified? Is that the actual reason why they don't want to move ahead with you? Uh, when they say your salary expectations are too high, is it, is it, are you really over budget? Like, would they, would they really not consider someone who was the perfect fit? Uh, when they say we're going to get back to you with a final decision and they don't, what does that really mean? When they say, yeah, we have a few more candidates to to reach out to before deciding, um, what do they really mean by that? And this goes back to what I was saying before. Do not assume that the reason they give you is the actual reason why they don't want to move ahead, right? This is the other important thing. So point number two is, what do they actually mean? So write down your common objections, right? What you're receiving. And by the way, folks, put it in the comments. What are your most common objections and rejections that you receive from companies? And shortly, I'm going to go over the comments and I'm going to, I'm going to let you know, you know, what they're saying versus what, 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 what they actually mean by this objection and what they're saying. And, uh, Hey Richard, how's it going? Thanks so much for tuning in. I know, Hey Richard, I know we're supposed to coordinate on, on doing a, doing one of these live streams and uh, my apologies. I've just been pretty busy, but I'm going to get back to you and, and we'll, we'll coordinate that and, and, and do something for the viewers for sure. Uh, so folks, that's, that's, so that's what I'm going to go over next is what do they actually mean? So let me go over some of these common objections, but in the comments, and this is an opportunity for, for, for you to hear from me directly. Like what do they actually mean by the objection? Put in the comments, common objections you receive, common rejections you receive in, on your job search, common reasons why they don't want to move ahead with you. Put them in the comments, folks. Don't be shy. I know some of you might not want to do that. So feel free to send me a private message as well. And I'll get, a, get I'll get over to private messages as well. I won't disclose your name if it's a private message. And I'll go over these rejections. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you know what do they actually mean uh, by, by the various objections you're hearing. Now, a caveat. Now, a quick thing you need to keep in mind when you're, when you're hearing these rejections or responses and objections is at which point of the interview cycle you're hearing them could make a difference. Because someone telling you, uh, yeah, uh, you know, you're overqualified on the initial phone call. The reason they're saying that is completely different at the introductory call versus them saying it after you've gone in and met with them two, three times, and they're telling you that in at the final interview stage, two totally different reasons why they're actually saying that. So uh, another additional thing is you need, what you need to keep track of is not just uh, the actual objections and rejections you're receiving and like what they are, but also at which point of the interview cycle, are you hearing them folks? Like that's as equally important because uh, someone saying again, uh, the example I just gave someone saying, uh, Oh, you know what you Dean, you're overqualified right on the introductory phone call, totally different from after me going in and me meeting with them once, twice, two, three times, and them, them telling me that, that uh, you know, I'm overqualified at, at, at the final interview stage, totally different, totally, totally different reasons why. So you need to keep track of not only the objections themselves and the rejections themselves, but which part of the interview cycle are you hearing them? Uh, another important factor, folks. Uh, so please keep this in mind. This is a very important point. Please keep this in mind. Let me know in the comments if you understand what I'm saying. So keep track of, uh, firstly, what the objections are, the common objections, common rejections, common reasons uh, why they don't want to move ahead with you. Secondly, at which stage of the interview cycle are you hearing these objections, rejections, stalls, and reasons why they don't want to move ahead with you? So, um, and, and uh, great, I see people putting in, uh, in the comments uh, what the common rejections they're receiving. That sounds great, folks. I'm going to get to those shortly, but very important uh, additional point here, folks. At which stage of the interview cycle are you hearing these responses? 
just as equally as important because the motivation and the reason why they're saying it uh, like it's totally different depending on which stage of the interview cycle you're at so make sure you keep track of that as well now i'm going to go over some of the most common uh, objections and rejections you're going to receive and uh, i'm going to let you know what what potentially it actually means because what they're saying versus what they actually mean could be entirely different so the most common one and this is based on the the post that i did uh, i think it was about like a week ago so one of the common ones that i received that you that you'll hear as a job seeker is and, and this is after initial contact is uh we're not hiring right now now this could be from a recruiter it could be directly from a hiring manager it could be from whatever stakeholders involved now we're not hiring now now let's say you you hear we're not hiring now at the initial stage of communication right maybe you you call them you introduce yourself maybe you uh, send a message a linkedin message and you're responding to some job posting that's out there and you call in or maybe you send your resume and you and you, and you follow up and you and, and the response is hey we're not hiring right now uh but uh you know send us send us your resume or, or uh, we'll keep your resume on file we'll get back to you now what could that potentially mean folks uh, and, and and it does not necessarily mean that they're not hiring because look if they posted a job opportunity and they posted it re it re uh, sorry excuse me excuse me for that and they posted it recently uh but but you follow up with them and they say yeah we're not hiring right now but they posted the job like a day ago or two days ago it could mean simply and this is the this is the actual reason why so don't take offense to this it could simply be that they just you just did not capture their attention uh, so but obviously they're not going to say that to your face because you know what they, they want to be professional they don't want to offend anyone when I say they, I'm talking about recruiters, I'm talking about hiring managers and all these people, right? Or stakeholders or whoever's involved in the hiring process. It's simply that your your message, your initial message, your phone call did not capture the attention of the person you're reaching out to. But they don't want to tell you that because nobody wants to say, hey, you know what? Your message is kind of crappy. Like it didn't capture my attention. Like, uh, like I don't see what's, I don't see the deal here. Like no one's going to say that. No one's going to want to see that. So what do they do? They're going to say, Something else could be we're not hiring right now. It could be oh this this position is on halt. It's on it's on pause. So these are some additional things that people might say because they don't want to tell you that your your message didn't capture their attention or your phone call your your elevator pitch didn't capture their attention that it wasn't effective, it wasn't well structured. Uh, so most people will not tell you that to your face because they don't because firstly most of us were raised to be polite to people right to be professional, to to not offend people. And, and because of that, and because of the fact that your message didn't capture their attention, so they might come up with some other reason like this, such as we're not hiring right now. Um, you know, uh, the, the role is on the, the, this particular opportunity is on a hold. We already have candidates we're trying to interview right now. So if they're saying we're not hiring right now or something in that regard, it could very well be that your message did not capture their attention, folks. So if you keep hearing this response, we're not hiring right now. Uh, this position is on hold right now. Um, and I'm talking about the initial stages, right? If and, and uh, what else? What are what are some other 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 stalls, uh, folks? Uh, and, but I'm sure you can think of other examples, right? On initial contact, like when people like all these excuses and reasons why, right? So they're avoiding telling you that your message is not eye-catching. It's not capturing their attention. It's not appealing to whatever position that whatever problem they have that, that they're trying to solve. So if you keep hearing that, take a look at what what the the, the structure of your message, folks. Maybe you're not capturing anyone's attention. And then you know what? Be very like, I mean, get a friend, get a family member. Say, hey, please give me an honest feedback on whether this message would capture someone's attention. And and you know what? The problem with family and friends, folks, is they they, they, they don't want to hurt your feelings, right? They, they want to make you feel good and like that. So just be upfront with it. Just say, hey, look, maybe it's your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your uncle, your friend 
your best friend Dave from uh, from uh, from elementary be like yo uh, don't worry about hurting my feelings or offending me or anything like that like I'm 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 really looking to get get myself in the market and uh, you know get a job and all that so I need your your 100% raw uh, uncut honest feedback on this message because if if you give me honest feedback that's how you're going to be helpful for me uh, don't worry about hurting my feelings or offending me like tell me is this message like eye catching does this if you were a hiring manager would would this message capture my capture your attention would this uh, like uh, what's my message like what's your feedback you need to find that out folks because if you're constantly hearing that people are people are giving all these excuses or or things that that doesn't really make sense it could be simply that your initial contact your initial message your initial phone call did not capture their attention now ideally you want to you want to run this you run your initial message or your phone call by someone in your industry right because someone in your industry would understand your skill set and would better be able to put themselves in the position of a hiring manager maybe and see okay does this message does this initial elevator pitch or this phone call would this capture my attention as someone in the industry as someone who might be potentially hiring and get their honest feedback folks folks because if you keep hearing this thing could be that you just didn't didn't did not capture their attention they don't want to offend you and say hey your message sucks or hey you're i mean that's a terrible message no one wants to say that as honest and frank and and, and as transparent as i am folks like even i would never say to someone hey your message sucks I might give some I might take if I'm not busy I might take the time to give some feedback and say hey look your message is uh, you know this this might be a more effective message I might give you a template depending on how busy or not I'm I am folks but I can't do that all the time right so this is where this is what happens if you if you if people keep not responding take a look at your message take a look at the content of your message is it eye catching see if you can get someone to help you out with giving honest honest feedback on your message right now the next common um uh you know a stall or rejection or objection might be you call a recruiter you call a, or you get into contact with the hiring manager you introduce yourself and they say okay uh hey send me your resume i'll look it over i'll get back to you uh, as soon as possible and then what happens they never get back to you so this is kind of similar to the previous one folks and 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 this send your resume thing it could be a rejection do not assume that it's it's a positive thing and you need to get be excited because it depends on at which point of the conversation they say send me your resume So if you let's say you call a recruiter, right? You say, uh, "Hey Dean, my name is so and so. I'm a I'm a Java developer, and uh, blah 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 blah." And then my response to that is, "Okay, great. Uh, you know, uh, thanks for your phone call. Send me your resume. We'll keep in touch." What that really means is, what I'm really again, what I'm really saying is, you might not have captured my attention, right? And 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 the reason why you did not capture my attention could 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 be nothing to do with you actually. It could be that I'm just not recruiting for Java developers right now. and i don't want to say uh you know i mean i don't I, for whatever reason maybe i just don't want to i don't want to say that i'm not looking for java developers right now because i'm concerned i might offend you or something of that sort and i want to keep in touch with you so i might say you know something like that or it could be simply that maybe i am looking for java developers but the way you presented yourself the way you did your elevator pitch or or however you presented yourself on your message uh didn't really communicate much like it it was it, maybe it was vague maybe it didn't uh, communicate much value maybe it, it, like it just didn't capture my attention right and and this is the case when when you hear extreme if, so if and 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 the reason you can identify if this is the reason folks is if if the whole send me a resume thing is brought up very early in the conversation if if right up front they say okay you know send me a resume i'll get back to you that could be a sign folks that you have not captured the other person's attention so keep that in mind so if you're if you're calling in you say hey 
you know, Sarah or John or Sally or whoever it is you're calling out to. Hey, um, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking and I'm a, you know, Java developer and blah, blah, blah. And if right away their response is, okay, great. Send me a resume. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you and uh, whatever the case is. Then that means they are not completely sold on you immediately. And there could be a few reasons why that is. So what you need to do is when you hear this, you know, uh, send me a resume thing, you need to, you need to keep them on the phone a little longer and see if you can navigate the conversation. So you might say, Hey, no worries, Dean. I can certainly go ahead and send you, send, send you um, my resume. Hey, while I have you on the phone, Dean, let me ask, are you actively recruiting for Java developers right now? Right? So, and this is an important question. And before I get, get to, you know, moving along that further folks, a lot of you, what you're doing is as soon as someone says, send me a resume, you're like, oh yeah, sure. I'll send me send you my resume and blah, that's it. And you, and you get off the phone. Maybe because you're nervous or anxious. I don't know. But do not think that that send me a resume thing is something to get excited about. It's nothing to get excited about, folks. If someone says send me a resume, could be a, could be another reason why they're asking you to do that. So what you need to do is continuing with my example. Uh, let's say you know someone says, or let's say you call me and I say send me a resume. Then you say, hey Dean, no problem. I can certainly send me your resume. Actually, what's your email address, Dean? And uh, you get down my email address and you say, okay, great, Dean. Now, Dean, while I have you on the phone, um, are you actively re recruiting for, or looking for Java developers right now? And then I might say, uh, well, uh, you know, yeah, I am, but, but, uh, you know, they're looking for a very specific, uh, skill set and a very specific thing, uh, in terms of experience that they're looking for in a candidate, uh, which by the way, folks, you might not have, not have mentioned in your initial, uh, pitch, right? So now at least you know that now you can be like, okay, Dean, all right. So, I mean, so, I mean, what are those additional skill sets and, and, and criteria they're looking for? Oh, well, uh, you know, they're looking for someone with cloud experience and, uh, you know, specifically with, with AWS because they have a cloud transformation project going on and they, they're, they're, they're neat. I mean, their, their core technology is Java, but they need someone who has experience with, with the cloud side of things. Then you're like, Oh, okay, great. So, so Dean, I mean, I do have, I actually do have experience with, uh, with, uh, AWS, uh, specifically, um, with AWS. I forgot to mention that in my initial pitch, uh, but there was actually a recent project I was working on where blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So you see my point folks, at least now you're able to verify uh, or, or capture my attention and, and actually at, at least find out that yes, I am recruiting on something that, that, that might be a fit for you. And also it, it, the, one of the requirements is something you might not have mentioned in your initial message or in your, in your initial pitch over the phone. Uh, and it could be other reasons as well. Now, now let's say I say, no, you know what? I'm not, I'm not uh, recruiting for Java development roles right now. Okay, great. That does not mean you still get off the phone and send your resume and then that's it. You now need to make sure, okay, Dean, I understand you're not recruiting for Java developers right now, but would you say that you, would you say, Dean, that you, you frequently do uh, work on uh, Java development re uh, requisitions? Like, is this a requirement you get fairly frequently? Uh, yeah, 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 I do. Okay, excellent. All right, Dean. So I'm going to go ahead and send me, send me, your, send you uh, my resume and uh, let me connect with you, you know, over the next, uh, every, every two weeks or so, because it sounds like you do receive Java development requisitions fairly frequently. And I want to let you know that I'm, I'm, I'm very much on the market. I'm a great candidate. I have some excellent experience and I definitely want us to keep in touch. Are you okay, Dean, if I followed up with you every maybe one to two weeks or so? Uh, would that make sense for you? Then I might say, yeah, sure. Or I might say, you know, one to two weeks might be too frequent. Check in with me every three weeks or so. So anyway, the point is, folks, you need to qualify these objections that you're getting. You need to dig a little deeper. So hope that that one helps. And uh, I see some comments here. I'm going to get to the comments shortly, uh, folks. Now, another one might be you're overqualified, right? So uh, th this is another common objection that, uh, that a lot of you might hear uh, and that, that you're overqualified. Now, uh, when what 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 it usually means when they say that you're overqualified, like when when a, when a recruiter says or a hiring manager says, you know, we love you, we are a great, you're a great candidate, you have great 
skills and all that, but we feel you're overqualified for the role. The actual what they're actually saying, folks, what they're actually saying, the unspoken paragraph that every hiring person or most hiring people are saying is, look, we like you, you have a great skill set, but we feel like you're 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 at such a senior level in your in your career that our concern is that you're gonna stay with us, you're gonna you're gonna get your experience for whatever reason you're you're looking to get in with us. And then soon as another opportunity comes up that that's more in line with your level of seniority, you're going to leave us. That's the unspoken concern, folks. When someone says you, you're overqualified. Now, there are cases out there, organizations that, you know, they might discriminate based on your, your seniority. You know, they, they, they only want young people on the team. Now, I can't do anything about that, folks, unfortunately. Okay. Like I, I really can't. I, and, and you know what? At the end of the day, would you want to work with, for an organization like that? Probably not. Now, and there are going to be situations out there where they might say the whole overqualified thing and then because they want they simply want someone who's who's young and, and junior or whatever the case is. But then there's those organizations out there that simply have the concern that, yeah, I mean, you'd be a great person for the role. But our unspoken concern is you're going to leave as soon as something more senior comes up. So what do you need to do as a job seeker is you need to understand this and you need to reassure them of firstly, why, why, why are you interested in this position with them? That's maybe a little junior to your level of skill set. And uh, secondly, why, why does it make sense for you to stay on with this company, at least for a few years, even if you were presented with an opportunity that's more in line with your level of experience? So that's your challenge as a job seeker, folks, is you need to prepare a response and, and address that, even if they don't specifically say that that's their concern. So uh, if, if they say that, you know, hey, we feel we, we like you, we feel you're overqualified, you say, great, I understand, Dean. I understand that I'm overqualified. I know that I have a senior level of experience in my in my background. But, uh, you know, I, I do understand that, you know, your major concern might be that you're going to you're going to you're going to hire me. You're going to you're going to get me on the team. And your concern might be that, you know what, something else is going to come up that's more in line with my level of experience. And I might and, and I might leave your company. Uh, am I accurate in saying that? Is that your is that your actual concern? And then they most of the time they might say, yeah. I mean the, the, that I mean that's what we're wondering. Like you know, why would you stay on with us if you're if you're a senior level person? Why would you stick around with us if something more more in line with your experience comes up? That's the unspoken concern, folks. So at least now you can open up the conversation and you can reassure them. Hey, you know what? I totally understand where you're coming from, but you know what? The reason why, from my perspective, the reason why this is a great career opportunity for me is because of XYZ. You're a great company. Uh, the, the project you're working on, it, it's exactly in an area that, that that allows me to enhance that part of my skill set. It's a great company. It's a smaller team. I prefer a smaller team. And uh, anyway, these are examples, right? So so you need to justify from, from your perspective why it will make sense for you to join this company regardless of the fact that you're overqualified. So that's, that's the unspoken concern, folks. So, so a lot of times... You need to be able to address these unspoken concerns that might not be brought up to you on, uh, up front. Uh, so hope that helps. And now, now next one is uh, your salary expectation is too high. So uh, they say, uh, you, you know, you apply for a role, you're in conversation, maybe you interview with them and they're like, you know what, we like you, but your your salary expectation is just too high. Now, don't assume that, that companies would not pay over their budget, folks. I have experienced this as a recruiter <laughs> plenty of times where organizations have met like stellar candidates who, who they felt were like their dream, their unicorn can candidate, their fantasy candidate, and they went above budget. Now, this is the part where do not let your ego get in, ego get in the way, folks. Do not take this uh, personally, but when companies usually say that your salary expectations are too high and your expectations are not something ridiculously over the budget, okay? I'm, I'm not talking about those kind of situations because we need to be realistic. But if your expectation is not way, way, way over this, their what their budget is, 
it could simply be that they they simply can't justify you know investing whatever amount you're asking for based on how you've presented yourself as a candidate so there, there there's some uncertainty regarding certain aspects of your background like that's really what's what's in question here it's, it's it don't assume it's just a matter of the money a lot of you are defaulting to to uh, simply lowering your salary i mean and and, and there's definitely uh situations where you need to do that right where you need to maybe negotiate and, and be more flexible in your salary but before you get to that you need to first identify whether or not there's an area in your background that you have not sold them on enough or you maybe you haven't highlighted maybe there's an there's an unaddressed area of concern maybe it's a missing skill set maybe it's uh i don't know some some kind of uh, some project you you mentioned and you didn't highlight the most important parts of it and then there's some uncertainty there so there, there there could be a whole bunch of things folks so this is where you have to investigate and probe during the interview and this is where again you have to role play and practice how you're going to respond to these situations so uh maybe you might say hey uh, so i might say uh you know what you know you're we like i really like your skill set but you know what your your salary expectations a bit high uh so you know that's where we're at right now do you have any flexibility with your salary so your response might be hey dean i totally understand that i totally get that in fact i wouldn't expect you to make a decision if the finances and you know the budget didn't make sense for you i totally get that i totally understand because i understand that you as a company you want to make sure you're making the right investment in the right people in the, in the right person for this role now that being said dean aside from salary what are the concerns or 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 areas of uh you know any question marks you have regarding my background that would prevent you from making a decision on moving ahead with me with for this particular opportunity and then i might then i might see oh no 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 i mean uh, no there's nothing i mean it's just pretty much uh, just you know your salary expectations are high. then you might say okay i totally get it gene gene uh, now that being said dean i do understand you're fine with that but i was just thinking like i know we were discussing cloud transformation projects just now and i i i feel like you know that might be an interest but, but might be a very important uh focus on this on this particular project and for this role and uh perhaps and, and i know i didn't speak too much about my cloud projects that i've that i've uh you know that i have experience with uh would you say that that's an area of concern for you like do you feel that i might not have enough experience in that in that in, th in that area of things uh, would that be your concern and i might say hey you know what yeah i mean it might because you only described you only told me about like one of your cloud projects and the cloud aspect it's very important for this role uh so yeah i mean that's definitely something we're looking for in an ideal candidate so this is where people might open up folks right so you need to ask these probing questions and you need to role play these this is where the role playing thing comes comes uh so you need to practice these these common uh, responses and 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 how people might in interact with you because now you've opened up the discussion and now you can at least go back to your your cloud project maybe describe it in more detail maybe uh speak about some other cloud projects and now the 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 the, the decision maker can now mentally make sense of okay all right so so sounds like this person actually does have a lot of cloud experience uh, although they didn't describe it in, in in as much detail before now they're starting to make sense of the investment right as long as your investment is not like 20k above their budget you know something crazy like that of course you know you got to you got to be reasonable folks right but uh you know considering it's 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 not too far from what they're looking to invest in someone now they're mentally understanding okay you know they're explaining this stuff yeah they've they've addressed my my hidden objection about the cloud aspects makes sense now right now they can move ahead so uh you know that's another one uh and now um, um and uh, you know i do have a few more but i want to make sure i get around to the comments folks because i know a lot of you have uh you know put in a lot of comments so anyway uh, i hope that that what I've, what examples i've shown you so far you get the point and you need to practice and role play these responses and these scenarios folks that's my point uh if you don't have anyone to practice if you have someone to practice with that's ideal so you want to get someone to say hey maybe it's your spouse maybe it's your significant other you say hey 
you know, um, uh, can you can you pretend you're the hiring manager or can you pretend you're a recruiter and just give me every objection you can, every re rejection you can, and you want to practice your responses to all these various responses, right? Or, uh, that that you get from the from the recruiter, the hiring manager, or even during the interview itself. Like some of the examples I give, we're not hiring. Uh, you're overqualified. Your salary expectation is too high. And the first thing you need to understand is maybe it's not the actual reason what they're saying. So you got to think about, okay, what could be the actual reason? And secondly, you need to role play these responses, how you can overcome them. I give you some examples right now, folks, of how you can probe and investigate and handle these uh, some of these concerns. So going to the questions. Uh, so thanks so much for everyone. And by the way, if you found this helpful and useful, please put it in the comments so I know. And let me know, is this a topic you want me to speak about more often? Because I'll keep, I can speak about this more often, like responding to these objections and these rejections in more, uh, more frequently, like over, uh, over the, you know, over these live streams as well as my posts. So let me know in the comments if you found this useful, folks. I uh, appreciate that. And if you found it useful, please hit like, uh, please hit like, because that's how it makes my content available to your network. So other people know about me and then I can help more people, right? So make sure you help, uh, you hit like. Uh, okay, so going back, so Asma, you, uh, so Asma had a question. Uh, so Asma said, I don't get detailed feedback about rejection. What one milestone I think is my experience is with boutique or relative small agencies. And I have worked from home for most part. How do you think I can overcome that? Okay, so Asma, that's a great question. So Asma, what Asma is saying is, look, she, does, she doesn't get detailed feedback about the rejection. But what she feels is that she feels that her experience in smaller size firms relative uh, relatively smaller so uh, so asma i believe you're a, you're a technical recruiter so so asma's mostly been working in uh, smaller staffing agencies right and she feels like that might be an issue and the fact that she has mostly worked from home uh, might be the issue so so great question asma so firstly what you need to identify and 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 you know these these conversations folks need to take place over the phone or given the situation we're in right now over video video conversation right you do not want to have the you, you you should never try to sell yourself through text and and um, uh, email and, and LinkedIn messaging. LinkedIn messaging and email are all platforms to get you on a phone call or a video face to face so you can have an actual conversation. So Asma, that being said, uh, what I would suggest is bring up the objection. Bring up the objection, folks. Uh, if you feel that that the fact that you're you've been in smaller agencies and 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 because you've been working from home, if you feel that's the actual reason, bring it up. A lot of people. Uh, avoid doing this but hey that's what i would do i would say so let's say uh, you know i mean um, let's say asma's interviewing me right I'm, I'm a recruiter i'm trying to get a job and then asma says yeah you know uh, we're not we don't want to move ahead with you blah blah, blah whatever then, then i might say on conversation on the phone i might say hey asma look i really like your organization but look i gotta ask uh, what i'm thinking asma is you don't want to move ahead with me because i've mostly been working at smaller organizations and you know smaller boutique it organizations and and also i've mostly been working from home for the most part and I understand that you're a larger organization and maybe you're very KPI driven, you're target driven, and you feel like maybe at a smaller organization, those aspects might not exist. Would you say asthma, that is your, those are your two primary concerns at this time. How simple is that folks? Just bring up whatever you think, because you know what, some folks, you gotta, some, you gotta trust your instinct and your intuition, right? A lot of you have your instinct and your intu intuition, but you, you sometimes ignore it, right? You're like, nah, I can't be that. I can't be that. Or you just don't want to bring it up up front bring up the objection up front some people disagree with me on that right but you want to bring it up front because you know what now one of two things are going to happen right as much as either going to tell me dean you know what that is definitely the concern like we like we are a larger size organization you've mostly been working at smaller organizations uh and we we just uh, we, we need someone who comes from a from a larger organization so now at least i can now at least respond to that 
now that i know okay that's the actual reason now i can say okay uh, and i can whatever I, I practice and i role play how i'm going to respond to that right but now i can at least address it because i know that's the actual concern uh or, or now now the second thing that could happen is maybe asma says no 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 dean like that's not the issue like we don't care that you come from a smaller agency we don't care that uh you know you've been working from home then i can say okay great i understand asma so what's holding you back from moving ahead with me because i'm really excited about you and it sounds like you know you you uh we had a great conversation what's holding you back like uh, is it is it my salary expectation is it the fact that i'm 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 working uh, like far away is it the fact that i most of my recruitment experience has been in 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 uh, pharmaceuticals and you're 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 looking for it recruiters uh what's the real reason asma at least now we can have a conversation folks right so that would be my advice to you asma and do this over the phone if at all possible um uh, or, because that's the best way to actually have a conversation so i would say if you feel that's the reason why asma bring it up and see how they respond and at least you can now get a conversation going so i hope that helps asma and a great question by the way uh so let's keep going on here folks uh, next question uh hey mina uh, i think i said hi to me you me already mina but uh, thanks so much for tuning in uh folks mina is another great person to follow she she's been interviewing a lot of uh job search experts and recruiters and job uh, career coaches uh you can get a lot of great information from following mina so make sure you follow her especially if you're a, a like new graduate and students like she does a lot of great work and help so make sure you follow mina she's a great person to follow uh and also by the way folks uh for those of you open and networking with each other you need to be networking with each other right so those of you who are commenting and you see other people commenting great great networking opportunity like make sure after this this live stream is done you connect with each other and make connections and and become friends or professional connections whatever the case is like this is how you build your network so if you're open to networking folks i i do this in every live stress session now if you are open to networking with other people put it in the comments right now say i'm open to networking feel free to connect with me great way to connect with other people Uh Sneha says uh hey Sneha uh, hi Dean is certification like CompTIA A++ required to get a job in networking if you don't have experience Oh sorry that's two different people sorry uh, Sneha has just said hi so Janavi uh Jahanvi asks is uh, certification like CompTIA A+ required to get a job in networking if you don't have experience So it depends uh, Janavi like uh sorry Jahanvi Jahanvi uh, it depends on the requirements of the organization some organizations might say yeah they need to have certification others others might say no we just looking for the practical experience so we just need someone to come in get started someone we can train train and and grow within the company whatever the case is so you got to look at it on a case by case uh, basis so i would say just ask them ask them uh, jahanvi just ask uh, is this certification an absolute requirement for the role or are you more so looking for someone who's who's uh, willing to come in and ramp them up and help train them and get them started in the role folks uh the best thing to do is just let them know what you, what's on your mind like be 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 frank be transparent like and, and that cuts through a lot of bs right uh so uh, make sure you keep that in mind uh thanks for your question jahanvi i hope that helped uh sneha says big yes uh, uh so sneha i i guess so i guess sneha is referring to what i asked everyone before are you keeping track of uh, all of your objections so uh, keep track of all of the objections and rejection messages you get folks if you can anticipate them you can prepare for them you can role play for them and you can uh, address them uh matthew says uh, overqualified uh, yeah so i guess matthew you're receiving the overqualified um, objection so i think i went over that scenario before so uh, that should address it uh, by the way folks i i released the recordings of this on my youtube channel as well as on uh, my my podcast uh, which is on anchor it's also distributed to uh, spotify apple podcast google podcast podcast 
So, uh, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're busy for whatever reason, you can't check it out, you know, don't freak out. I released the recording as well. And you could also see the recording after this is done as well. Uh, Sweta, hey, thanks for tuning in, Sweta. So Sweta says, good point, Dean. Uh, never send a resume without knowing if there is hiring going on. Keeping track helps you to reflect on yourself. I ask my clients to send me the samples they receive and coach them. It is an eye-opener for how job seekers don't catch the hidden meaning behind why they are not getting a response agreed. Yeah, exactly, uh, folks. So like Sweta saying, do not assume the reason they're giving why they want they don't want, they don't want to move ahead with you is the actual reason why they don't want to uh, what they actually mean, like what the actual concern is, right? So I gave a few examples before uh, of that, right? It could be simply that they they don't want to offend you with the actual reason they don't want to hurt you or they don't want to come across as unprofessional, or it could be that maybe maybe there was a time they were frank and honest and upfront, but then one day some job seeker got affected, uh, sorry, offended. And then they're like, wow, this person reacted really bad. I don't want to experience that ever again because it could, it could affect the, my company brand if this person goes on Glassdoor and, and I put some negative comment. So you know what? It's better just not not to let people know what the real reason why we're, we're rejecting them. So I'm just going to, you know, come up with something else. Could be the reason why, folks, right? So you need to you need to understand these these various things. I know it's not ideal. I know it's like, yeah, why can't people just be upfront and transparent? Everyone has a reason why, folks. Most people, and, and as a recruiter, I can tell you, most human beings, most people avoid confrontation. Most people avoid confrontation. It's it's like human nature. I see it all the time as a recruiter. Like special, and, and you know what? Uh, a lot of you follow me. A lot of you like me, and, and I really appreciate that. But this could actually be kind of a, a negative thing for me as well because you know what? Maybe I'm in touch with you regarding a job opportunity, and, and you don't want to move ahead. But you don't want to, you're, you're afraid that, hey, Dean's going to get mad at me or something like that, which I won't, by the way, or I'm going to offend Dean. So, you know what? I'm not going to tell him the actual reason why. So I'm just going to say something that's not going to offend him. I'm going to say, yeah, Dean, you know what? I'm, I'm busy. You know, I, I, I just, uh, I don't know, some, 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 something that doesn't offend me or something, right? I mean, it happens. Uh, so uh, people avoid confrontation. People don't want to, you know, offend other people. People don't want to hurt other people. So you got to keep this in mind. It is a lot. It's a lot of human psychology here, folks. Like you got to keep that in mind. So I uh, hope that gives some insight. And thanks for your comments with um, a great comment. Uh, Paras says, I'm keeping track of it. I received one next day after applying. We are not moving forward with the application. Please do not take it personally. We like you. We promise it might not be a match right now, but going by the job description, it seemed that it's a perfect match. Yeah. So Paras, uh, now I'm not sure Paras, if you received this as a message or whether you receive this as, uh, or you're talking about a phone conversation, because if it's like some template message, I mean, it could be the, like the same message they're saying for a whole bunch of people and could be a whole bunch of reasons why they didn't move ahead with you. And this is where folks, um, I always advise, like, this is why I hate, I hate the fact that, that, that people are depending entirely on their resume or some online application uh, as much as possible, folks. And then for us, this goes to you as well. See if you can speak to an actual live human being as much as possible. Uh, if you don't know a specific person, see if you can call HR, see if you can, uh, you know, maybe, you know, the name of your point of contact, see if you can message them on LinkedIn and see if you can get them on a phone call. Say, Hey, look, you know, I, I understand you're not moving ahead with me. It would mean a lot to me if I could get your feedback on how I performed as a candidate or, or what, or, you know, any recommendations you have on your resume. I know you get a lot of requests for this, but it would really mean a lot to me. You know, somehow try to get them on the phone and see if you can have an actual conversation about what, you know, why they passed on your resume. And, and you yourself, Paras, might be able to figure out, like,
uh, says, the most common ones are we'll get back to you and while your skills experience are impressive we have decided not to move forward at this time all right so we need the, so these are two great ones so uh, we, uh so when they say we'll get back to you so there could be a few reasons why right now this is from uh, from a recruitment standpoint it could be that uh, they have other candidates that they need to interview like and and they seriously have to interview uh, like a whole bunch of people uh, it could be that they have to discuss things with their the the other stakeholders or influencers whoever else, whoever else is involved in the hiring process could be that uh, could be simply uh, uh, Vinit, uh, you know that that for whatever reason they're not completely sold on you being the ideal candidate for the role so that's what that really means right so this is where um, and, and again if, if you're getting these over email I mean you know that, that's not the right place to have that conversation I mean you could ask but try and get them on the phone, Vinit, and, and and ask them. Look, I I understand that you you know you, you said that you're gonna get back to me. Uh, now, is there any reason why you would not consider me as an ideal candidate for this role at this point, given our conversation, uh, Dean? Right? I mean, this is where you like you gotta be transparent and just be upfront with with what what inquiries you have, Vinit. Like whatever you're thinking is probably the right question to ask uh, when you're speaking with them, right? And the other thing is follow up, right? So so don't assume that they're not interested in you. Uh, it could be uh, one of those other reasons. Maybe they had to check back with their boss about moving ahead with you. Maybe they got to uh, speak with some other people at the organization. Maybe maybe suddenly there's a pause on their budget. Maybe they suddenly said, okay, we're cutting off hiring. For example, COVID-19, perfect example of this, right? A lot of hiring budgets got slashed. So what you need to do at your end, Vinit, is keep following up with them. Keep showing interest. Keep doing a, a value-added follow-up so that you're in touch with them and, and in communication. Now, the second one, while your skills and experience are impressive, we have decided not to move forward at this time. Now, this one, this objection, Vinit, what that tells me is it could very well be that there is some part, they're uncertain about you in terms of maybe some part of your background, some part of your skill set. Is there something in your background, Vinit, that they said that, uh, you know, they, they oh, sorry, on, at their end, where they need someone with a specific skill set, maybe it's a bonus or, or asset, but uh, they really need that in someone. Like uh, So this is where you have to evaluate uh, and take an honest look at yourself, folks. Like, where might you be lacking? Like, where might, what might be some areas of uncertainty that might be being experienced by this hiring manager that that's preventing them from saying, "Hey, this is the guy." Because obviously, they have said, "Like, your skills and experience are impressive." We decided not to move forward. What that tells me is, we need for whatever reason, uh, either in your conversation, your interview with your interview with them. Uh, something has not really captured their attention, or there's some uncertainty regarding your background or your profile. So uh, th this is where, again, if you can get onto a phone conversation where you can have that conversation with them and be like, look, I appreciate the feedback and it's great that you you find that my skill sets are, are impressive. And, uh, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, my, my you, you, you like my skill sets and all that, any other reason why you're, you're, you're not looking to move forward with me? Like, uh, is there a pause on the hiring or like what, what's uh, what's kind of preventing you from considering me as a candidate for the role? Very, very straightforward and very, very upfront, folks. Like, and sometimes those are the best questions to ask because one, nobody else is going to ask them, and two, it's going to capture them, catch them off off guard, and they're going to have a very, very uh, transparent and open conversation with you regarding what 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 the actual situation might be, right? Uh, so, but but my what I get from that that particular message, Vinit, is that there's some kind of a uncertainty regarding your background as a fit for the role. And, and, and the best thing is if you can figure out what that is before the conversation, because again, going back to your intuition and your gut, folks, you might have an idea of what that exactly might be. So I'm, I'm just making this up, Vinit, but let's say you they're looking for someone ideally who has 
experience with XYZ and, and you might be weak in XYZ. So you might say, hey, Dean, look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you were impressed by my background and my skill set. But I was just thinking that, you know, I am kind of weak on the XYZ side of things. And I know that in our discussion, you mentioned that XYZ is something you're looking for in an ideal candidate. Is that an area of concern for you? Like, is that is that what's preventing you from from moving ahead with me? So th- this is a this is a, one of the one of the best ways to deal with this situation is for you to bring up the the potential area of weakness or potential objection you yourself as a candidate, folks. So th- and this is another thing you need to role play at home. Like how are you gonna do this? How are you gonna do the? Uh, how, how are you gonna have that conversation? How are you gonna respond to it? And you need to practice it, practice it, right? And, and keep practicing. Hey, Dean, I understand that you you felt like I had a great background and experience for for the for this particular role, but I feel like my my lack of experience with X Y Z might be the, the area of concern for you. Is that is that's what what's preventing you from selecting me for this role? And keep practicing that. Keep practicing that so that you do it fluidly and with confidence. And that's going to c- come across to the other person as well. Okay, this person uh, seems like someone who knows their stuff, who's confident, who's very interested in the role, and 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 you know. Then at their end, they start opening up and they, they start letting you know a bit more about what, what might be preventing them from moving ahead with you. Uh, so I hope that helps, uh, Vinit. Uh, great question. Uh, Sneha says, mostly at the end of the phone interview, hiring is on freeze. Hence, we will let you know once position opens up. Okay. So Sneha, if you're... If, so for the first thing you need to understand, folks, uh, sorry, Sneha, is if if you if they've agreed to get on get on a phone interview with you and they had a conversation with you and at the end they're saying oh by the way there's a hiring freeze and we'll let you know once the position opens up uh it could mean sneha that that you did not for whatever reason again it comes down to uncertainty they're uncertain about you as a candidate uh, or there's some part of your background you weren't able to really effectively sell them on and uh they're just uncertain about you as a candidate but obviously they don't want to tell you that they don't want to say hey sneha we're uncertain about you Obviously, they're not, they're not going to want to say that. So they're saying something else like, hey, freezing uh, hiring is on a freeze right now. Well, if hiring was on a freeze, why did they get you on the phone call in the first place, right? Why why conduct a phone interview if hiring is on a freeze, right? I mean, what's the logic behind that? So you got to think about these things logically and rationally, folks. Like if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. So what you need to do at your end, Sneha, like if you get that kind of a response that, you know, hiring is on a freeze, uh, your response to that might be, hey, I totally understand. I, I completely understand that hiring is on a freeze right now. Uh, but aside from the fact that hiring is on a freeze, like, do you feel like there are some some areas of my background that, that uh, you know, you're uncertain about that I can clear up for you while I have you on the phone? You can ask that. Or you can say, hey, hey I totally understand, Dean, that you have a hiring freeze right now. Uh, but I was thinking over the course of our conversation, uh, I know you mentioned you're looking for uh, someone. Uh, I think you're a recruiter, uh, Sneha. Uh, I, I understand you're looking for someone with recruitment experience with in industry X Y Z. And I do understand I don't have that, have that experience. Would you like, uh, you know, would that be an area of concern for you? So this is where you have to bring up. So this is a very pro- powerful thing you can practice in your role plays, folks. You need to you 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 can bring up the objection that you think it might be because either one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to agree with you. They're going to be like, yeah, that's actually the reason why. Or number two, they're going to be like, no, 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 that's not the reason why. Our actual concern is blah, 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 right? Or And go through all these various things that you feel might be preventing them from moving ahead with you. And practice and role play those so that it comes out fluidly and with confidence. Uh, now, I uh, hope that hope that helps, uh, Sneha. And, and uh, Sneha also said exactly, indirect way of rejecting. Exactly, uh, Sneha. It comes down to them not wanting to offend anyone and uh, not being able to be upfront with the fact. Because look, if they're uncertain about you, they're not going to say... I mean, even, you know, they're not going to say, hey, Sneha, we're uncertain about you or, or, or hey, Sneha, you didn't go, do a good job 
uh, telling us about xyz they're not going to say that if that's the case i'm not saying that's the case but if that was the case they wouldn't tell you they and that's why they come up with some other reason to not move ahead with you so keep that in mind folks uh what else uh, don says uh honesty in hiring is so rare nowadays i'd rather be given constructive feedback that would make me a more mar- marketable candidate yeah don i completely agree with you and, and and totally understand your frustration by the way like how easy folks would it be if people told us what they're actually thinking right and what the actual reasons are for why they're not moving in i mean that that's the ideal situation that's the ideal sit- scenario uh i mean i wish things were like that right but the fact is uh folks you're dealing with human psychology remember that you're dealing with human beings and most human beings remember what i said before avoid conf- confrontation and avoid having to offend people and avoid having t- any kind of unpleasant interaction right and 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 even most people who are honest and upfront like they they you know they think twice like you know i, I can give you an example as a recruiter i remember once i met with a candidate and and you know in our conversation the candidate kept bringing up some negative experience from from the past with some hiring manager and they kept doing that and i was like and i wanted to give honest feedback because i was like because i'm thinking look this this person is probably going to ruin their chances at their next interview if they keep doing this like going back to some negative experience so I, i so i thought i could coach them and i was like hey look you need to stop going back to this negative experience because you're you're affecting your ability to sell yourself and and you're putting the focus on something that's not related to your ability to uh, to function in this role that you're interested in right and i'm coaching this candidate and they got visibly upset like they they did not take it positively and they were like and they pretty much they were like you know what i'm 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 through with this meeting like i'd like to leave please and you know that was it and that's how it goes and and, and you know in my case i still provide honest uh transparent feedback because that's my responsibility and that's that's you know i feel if i don't do that i'm doing a, doing a disservice to to the to the person in, in front of me on the phone with me or or on or on video with me but that's not the case with most people folks most people after they experience something like that like that they're like oh my god you know are they going to go say something about my company are they going to uh, write something on glassdoor are they going to uh, you know uh, and it's just an unpleasant experience right so because of this people start not being transparent and honest with their feedback because they want to avoid that kind of confrontation or that, that kind of situation so keep that in mind folks i know it's i know it's frustrating don i totally get where you're coming from but i want to i want to arm all of you with tools to navigate things the way the way they are as it is right now until things change so hope that helps uh, don uh sweta says i have over 50 resumes on our inbox and we not even hiring for those roles we posted on roles and job seeker said i'm okay with any job i can do any job treat your resume with respect why spam quality over quantity yeah that's that's a great point sweta thanks for sharing that uh jims says hey dean good to see you again i'm open for networking awesome uh, sounds good jims uh para says thanks dean all right so that looks like all the comments i'm going to quickly check if i have any private messages for those of you who had any private uh, semi private messages uh in regards to this topic uh looks like no no private message and looks like there's no more comments or questions folks so looks like that's a wrap uh look i hope this information was helpful so the point here is keep track of the objections understand that the objections you get might not be the actual reason why they're saying they can't move ahead with you number 3 role play those how you're going to respond to these various in- interactions right so i gave you some examples folks of uh, various things that you can do and uh uh do in terms of you know respond to these things so i'm going to uh, by the way folks was this a valuable topic for you put it in the comments let me know i will speak about this in more detail it's kind of difficult i think we're like over an hour already but it's kind of difficult to speak about this one topic just on one live stream so if you feel this is useful 
uh, say yes, yes, Dean. This this was useful in the comments, and I will keep speaking about this over in in future live streams as well as future uh, uh, you know videos that I do. Uh, I got another comment here. So Priya, hey Priya, how's it going? Thanks for tuning in. Priya says completely agree. It is sad that people can no longer take no for an answer or even constructive feedback. Many of us who would appreciate some feedback lose out over this. Uh, yeah, exactly, Priya, exactly, folks. And and you know what, uh, Priya, thanks for coming. And you know what, folks. So Priya is an example of someone who was able to take constructive feedback because when I met with her, uh, we, we had a great conversation and I was able to provide some constructive feedback and she took she took the feedback really well. And, and I'm sure it, it must help her in some po some point of uh, her job search. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, that's the ideal situation. But look, not everyone's open to feedback, folks. Right. And that can prevent and affect, you know, recruiters out there or hiring managers or people out there from giving you honest feedback. So don't take it personally. Don't get upset at it. It's, it's human psychology, folks. Remember, people usually avoid confrontation and people want to avoid offending people and people want to, you know, they don't want to risk any kind of bad, uh, you know, publicity for their, their company and their organization uh, simply because someone got upset at receiving honest feedback and, and constructive criticism. So keep that in mind. Uh, and yeah, the role play thing. So I see, I see people saying, uh, Druti, hey, Druti, how's it going? Role playing is interesting to be more confident. Excellent. Uh, Nissam says, uh, yes, absolutely helpful. Okay, great. Uh, so thanks for your comment, Juti and Nissam. So I will continue speaking about this comment, folks. It seems like it has been uh, useful for those of you. Uh, for those of you watching, if you found this uh, this live stream helpful, please hit like uh, so that, again, the live stream becomes visible to your network and I can help more people with these li weekly live streams uh, that will help people in their job search. So thanks so much, everyone for, everyone, for tuning in. And if you haven't done so already, just a quick heads up. Every Tuesday, I, I uh, release a, a new video series I do. It's called Tech Talks with the Tech Recruiter. My week this week, sorry, my guest this week uh, uh, is an ERP expert. We spoke about the ERP space, uh, so I released the full episode. It's it's um, it's on my uh, you know page and all that. And uh, make sure you. Uh, uh, you, you know, follow follow my post. You can you can you check out that episode. Great information about ERP systems. Every week I interview a different guest. So next week's guest is going to be a cybersecurity expert. Uh, I've also had Java, JavaScript development experts in the past, uh, other cybersecurity experts, uh, IT service management experts, a lot of great people. I basically interview with them, have them speak about the various trends within technology. Very interesting conversations. Make sure you follow that. Uh, and then uh, what do I, what else do I do? Wednesdays, I, I have these li weekly live streams. So every Wednesday, 11 a.m. folks, I do these live streams. So make sure you mark your calendar because I know LinkedIn is inconsistent in their uh, notifications. So just mark it on your calendar. Just go on your calendar and say, hey, Dean's, uh, you know, Dean's uh, live stream, uh, Wednesdays, 11 a.m. So make sure you do that. And, uh, you know, that way you're keeping track of it. And um, what else do I do? Uh, and then, um, you know, Thursdays. And by the way, I, I also upload these onto my podcast on Anchor and all of that. And also, finally, make sure you download my, I recently released a free ebook, folks. It's called Four Mindset Shifts for a Hostile Job Market. It's about getting your, the right mindset in the current environment we're at uh, in the job. So I'm going to quickly put that link, um, put, it, put it on my, uh, uh, the ticker here. So visit my website if you want to grab a free copy of my ebook. Uh, it's www.deankulawira.com. Um, so far, I've been getting some pretty positive feedback. It's it's a very non-complex, easy to understand, simple book. Uh, so look, thanks everyone for everyone for tuning in. Hope everyone got a lot of value out of this. I will continue uh, putting in the. Oh, okay, I got some more comments. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, excellent, excellent. Um, 
Awesome. Yeah. So thanks so much for the comments, folks. Look, thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. I don't want to hold up everyone else. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and, and for your comments and for your likes. I really appreciate it. I will continue to speak about various project uh, 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 topics, including role-playing over the course of your job. So it's a very important topic. Thanks so much, everyone. Everyone be safe, stay positive, and we'll connect again soon.